history in the shape of Welsh Rugby's oldest trophy in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear about visually impaired rugby and the success of the WIU apprentice scheme later, but we'll start with a return to the WIU of Welsh Rugby's oldest trophy. Originally played for between Welsh clubs before the WIU had even been formed, then ending up as a Welsh Sevens trophy. Quite a story behind it and how it came to be returned to the WIU. Graham Gillespie spoke to some of the main people involved. He started by talking to Peter Owens, heritage manager at the WIU and a bit of a guardian of its history, shall we say. Peter, we have an impressive piece of silverware in front of us. Can you uh, briefly describe what it is and what it means to us as a Welsh Rugby Union? This is the South Wales Challenge Cup, first played for in 1877, before the union was formed. It was the major trophy played for the leading clubs at that time. And it is a very significant trophy in that it's the, the first major trophy that was played for nationally within Wales. Now, I know this has been like a holy grail for you. You've been searching for it for years. When you first saw those emails pop in with pictures of it, could you believe your luck? No. To be quite honest, I couldn't. I thought it was all my dreams come true. And uh, it's a fantastic find. And we're very, very grateful to Paul and Mrs Pam Davis uh, for bringing it to light after all these years. Why has this particular piece of silverware meant so much for you and to find it? Well, it, well the, the significance is, as I explained previously, it was the first major trophy played for in Welsh rugby. It predates the formation of the Welsh Rugby Union. And it it is significant because it's a splendid trophy, but it's significant also that the club rugby in Wales was strong enough at that time to attract a trophy of this nature and to bring with it crowds and an interest in club rugby that perhaps hadn't been there before 1877. So would it be fair to say this is one of the oldest trophies in the world? Yeah, there are older trophies within world rugby, but it's certainly the oldest within Welsh rugby, and it stands up there with the rest of the world as being one of the older trophies in world rugby. Paul Davis, you're the man that's made Peter Owens the happiest man in Wales today. (laughs) Tell us the story behind this. How how have you come about it? Well, my brother Leighton was principal lecturer at Cardiff College of Education, and uh, I believe we were the first winners of this cup and then didn't win it for until it was last played for. And so it was kept in a trophy cabinet in Cardiff College in Kincoid. And in the summer, there were due to be major remodelling works and the trophy area was being demolished. So Leighton and the other sports lecturers took the relevant cups for safekeeping and they took them home. It's such a magnificent and large cup, probably too large to go on Leighton's sideboard. He wasn't very much a trophy man, so he put it in his loft. And there it stayed for, I don't know, uh, 20, 25 years. Anyway, sadly, a year ago, Leighton passed away. So his widow, Pam, um, thought she'd needed to go up to the loft to uh, put some of his clothes and his possessions up in the loft and literally fell over the cup. So it came to light and she said, I don't know what this cup is. And of course, it was tarnished and black and no lid. So I said, oh, this cup looks very important. I'll take it home. I live in Cambridgeshire. Pam lives in Bridgend. And I took it home and spent hours, shone it up. Then I had an email from Pam. She said, I found the lid. 
I said, well, I didn't know the cup had a lid, so I shone that up as well. Contacted the Welsh Rugby and contacted Peter. They were absolutely delighted to find it. So, so at what um, point did you realise you'd actually played for it? Well, when I saw the engraving and see that the college uh, were the first on it, and then it isn't engraved because it was due to be engraved as the cup was given back, and then it, we had become South Glamorgan Institute. So when I played in that team in 1966, or 67, we were Cardiff Training College. We won it then, and we are the last winners, and I hope that uh, Peter will get the cup updated and engraved. That will be nice. So why was it important for you as a family to return it to the Welsh Rugby Union? Well, I mean, being proud Welsh people, having a huge regard for the Welsh Rugby Union, we realised the significance of the cup and the age of it. So I thought it was the responsible thing to do to contact the Welsh Rugby Union, to learn then from Peter that they'd been looking for it for over 20 years and they couldn't believe the luck that they elected it was found. I would have returned it last year, but the COVID regulations uh, you know, wouldn't allow me to travel to Cardiff, so, so hence our visit today. So Rob Butcher, chairman of the Welsh Rugby Union, what do you make of the trophy? It's an impressive-looking uh, thing, isn't it, considering it's over a century old? It is impressive. When I think of the cups, I suppose, that exist in sport, and I see them on the television, whether it's the FA Cup final or the World Cup or the Rugby Union World Cup, then, yeah, they're all impressive trophies. But I'm looking at this one now, and uh, my goodness, it is an impressive bit of silverware, and we're delighted as a union to welcome it home, really. How important is it to have trophies like this within the Welsh Rugby Union? Because obviously during time they get lost and you never see them again, but here this is pretty impressive. Well for me it's part of a, a wider brief I suppose in that the heritage of any sporting body, but for us in particular the heritage of the Welsh Rugby Union is something that shouldn't be taken lightly within an international players lounge with various items of memorabilia that the financial worth of it is one thing but it's more to do with the emotional worth of something and this it can never complete the picture because there will always be things to do with our heritage that we would want but goodness me when I look at it now and think yeah the cup is coming home then you know it's it's a it's a big thing it looks brand new you must have put plenty of elbow grease in there Paul I've shot it up quite a few times yes (laughs) But uh, my wife and I and Pam, Leighton's widow, absolutely proud and delighted that the Cup has found its proper home. Leighton obviously had a huge impact on lots of uh, players in this part of the world. What do you think he'll be making of it now that oh, it's come back here? He was quite a taciturn look. He was, an, as you know, he was an, um, a hard taskmaster. But if Leighton's looking down on us now, he would be thinking, yeah, the Cup's in the right place, you know. This is where his heart was with the Welsh Rugby Union. So Pete, you've uh, got the Holy Grail. Is there anything else uh, on your wish list that you're yet to uh, discover? Yep. The other outstanding item on my wish list is the first 10 years of minutes of the Welsh Rugby Union from 1881 to 1891. They went missing many, many years ago. I suspect they went when Richard Mullock gave up his secretaryship of the Welsh Rugby Union. But if anyone out there opens a cupboard in the loft and finds the minutes for the Welsh Football Union as it was then, 
and uh, wants to give me a ring, I'll be delighted to come and talk to them. And finally, did you ever think this day would come? Because I know when the emails first dropped in from Paul, you sent us pictures. Because of COVID, it was so close, but yet so far. Did you ever think this day would come? No, I didn't. I, I, it, it's been a long trail because it's not been a straightforward trail as in many terms, because at one stage it, it went to Horace Lines family, the former president of the Welsh Rugby Union, and it came back from him. It was in a bank vault for many years. It then became the trophy for the Sevens tournament, and it went through various hands there. And I terrorised the existing uh, officials of Cardiff Metropolitan University, RFC as it is now, who are accused of, of losing it. And it's a great joy for them as much as me that the trophy has reappeared through the good offices of Mrs Davis and Paul Now. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been very interesting. Thank you. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Very interesting indeed. Well, let's bring things right up to date with one of the newest appointments in the WIU for rugby officers across the regions, with a fifth to be appointed to boost the female community game. One of them has a pretty interesting backstory and she spoke to Liz Jones. I'm Kira Philpott and my role is a rugby officer for women and girls in the Cardiff rugby region. Congratulations, a new role. You started off as, as a volunteer first and, and a Welsh Rugby Union apprentice. Can you just briefly talk me through the pathway really, your journey from the beginning and, and now you're starting as a full-time employee? So I started playing rugby when I was 15, which led me into the volunteer side of things as a coach and helping out at my local club in Wattstown. And from there, I just got the bug for it, really. I loved rugby. It became my whole life. And when I was in sixth form, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to go to university yet because I wasn't didn't have a passion, really, at that point, except for rugby. So then I found the Welsh Rugby Union Rugby Development Apprenticeship online. Um, I applied for it and I was lucky enough to get in um, and that was at age 18. From there then I graduated from the apprenticeship after having an amazing experience. I became a mentor and an assessor on the apprenticeship itself which helped me give other people a good experience on the apprenticeship and hopefully as good as the one I had. I've been doing that now for the last few years I still working for the Welsh Rugby Union as much as I could along with doing my degree and working for other sport development organisations as well. And now I'm lucky enough to be able to say that I've been employed in my dream role as the rugby officer. And you've been uh, working as well to develop wheelchair rugby for the last year or two. Briefly talk about that, but then this new role now is growing the game for women and girls in, in the region. Yeah, so I was working for Great Britain Wheelchair Rugby for the last two and a half years. Amazing organisation. We meet amazing people in wheelchair rugby. It's just another branch of our rugby family. And congratulations to them for winning gold because that was amazing. Moving on now to this role, working with women and girls, because I'm still in the Cardiff rugby region, so I'd love to be able to be a part of helping grow and sustain that club as well and sending women and girls with physical disabilities to that club to really make it as diverse as possible and give girls that opportunity to play rugby no matter what their ability is. 
And then this role, obviously full-time now, coming in as a rugby officer for women and girls throughout the region. So sum up your aims in this new role. So I've always played rugby in Wales. It is my passion. I just want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to play rugby, no matter what their ability is. My aim is to be the voice of the community. I think that there's so many passionate people out there that want to get their point across and want to make Welsh rugby as best as it can be and I want to be able to echo that voice then into the Welsh Rugby Union and really see the game grow as it has been for years on years but be the best that it can be and trust me when I say I'll give it 100%. <laughs> and you'll be working with obviously schools, hub officers, female hubs, clubs throughout the region? Yeah, yeah, so working with as many different entities as I can, just to make sure that we're all on the same page, we're working towards the same goals. The clubs and the hubs in the region, they've got brilliant setups, and I just want to make sure that I'm adding value to that, as well as with the hub offices in schools, etc. We're currently looking for new apprentices to join the scheme for this coming year. You know, you're a great example of what is out there for apprentices of the future. Yeah, so I wouldn't be in this job role today if I didn't go through that apprenticeship at 18. There's no better opportunity to earn while you learn, gain real experience and qualifications in what I think is the best organisation in the world. Well, who are we to argue? But rugby isn't just 15 aside standard rules, of course. The sevens, deaf rugby, walking rugby, wheelchair rugby, as we heard and also visually impaired rugby, with a new team getting underway in Cardiff. Liz Jones went along to talk to some of those involved. Owen Marchbank, Inclusion Officer for Cardiff Rugby. And Owen, what's the overall idea behind the VI team and as part of the overall inclusion strategy within the region and within the WIU strategy as well? So the VI is falling within the national strategy, but we are the first region within Wales to launch it. And it's getting stronger. We are building it. It's a very new format of the sport, but it's very exciting. And it's what it's doing. It's giving more people opportunities. It's, it's under that strap line of jersey for all. It falls under just our inclusive banner within the region. We provide more opportunities, more uh, chances for people with different impairments to just engage in the sport in, in their own way. Yeah, I mean, recently you had a, a festival with many inclusive teams from throughout the region, so it's really something for everyone now. Yeah, so when we had that inclusive festival, what it did was showcase the different opportunities you have to engage in the sport. We had teams that support mental health, uh, a team from LGBT, uh, as well as you know, our own visually impaired team. And uh, it was just a fantastic day to really promote all the inclusive formats of the sport. Where do you go from here? Going from here, we're just hoping more people get engaged in it, uh, support it, whether that's playing or otherwise. And then we just grow our numbers, more teams, more playing fixtures. But then, I mean, in the next couple of years, why can't it be in the Paralympics? Why can't it be that next new sport that's uh, seen on the international stage? Brilliant. All the best. My name's Megan and John, um, and I'm one of the players for Cardiff Rugby, VI Rugby. Can you just explain your kind of journey to being part of this team? So I had a friend who used to be a part of the team and um, he mentioned that they'd uh, kind of started up VI Rugby at Cardiff Rugby back in 
the end of 2019, um, kind of when they first started more of a training sessions. And I came along and I loved it from the moment I started doing it. Have you played rugby before or...? Yeah. No, so I um, I hadn't played rugby before. Always something that I wanted to do. Growing up with a brother and dad who's very much into rugby, um, I was the same, really loved watching it. Um, and it's something that I've always wanted to do, but being visually impaired, I kind of always felt a little bit hesitant and I felt I wouldn't be able to play full contact rugby with sighted people. So this is an amazing opportunity to kind of be able to get involved. What does it give you just to be part of the rugby region, I guess? Yeah, it's, it's amazing just to be able to be a part of a team anyway. You know, we're all really good mates. We all really get on with each other and really support each other. And it's, yeah, it's a t- we're a team of VI players, but we're just a rugby team at the end of the day who love to get together, play rugby and kind of be able to kind of get some fresh air and a bit of exercise in, I guess. So it's definitely something you would encourage other people and other women and girls to get involved with as well? Oh, most definitely. You know, uh, visually impaired rugby is a mixed gendered sport. So at the moment, I'm the only female on the team. But that doesn't, honestly, that doesn't like make a difference whatsoever. It's really inclusive. And yeah, I mean, if you love rugby or even if you're not a massive fan of rugby, but you want a reason to get out and get some fresh air and get some exercise in either, it's, it's just a great kind of opportunity. Are you hoping to have some kind of competitive matches in the future? Almost definitely. If we can um, get some some matches against other VI teams, it would be a great opportunity, you know, for us, one, to kind of get some proper game time practice in. We've had a few friendly matches at the moment against some more kind of sighted teams, but to actually play some proper VI rugby against other VI teams competitively would be amazing. Brilliant. All the best. Thank you. My name is Gareth Davis and I play for Cardiff Rugby Visually Impaired Team. Gareth, can you um, explain how you got involved in this team and really what it means to you to have this um, opportunity? I was playing for a visually impaired rugby team in London, Harlequins, but I lived in Cardiff and I was made aware through RIB Cymru that there was a visually impaired rugby taster day at Cardiff Arms Park. So I simply jumped at the chance to, uh, to actually play for my, my local region and local club. So that's how I became involved with the Cardiff Rugby VI team. You volunteer as part of the team now as well to help run it as well. Yeah, well, we've all got our like individual roles, and really, you know, as a team, we, we kind of like run it ourselves um, with the support of the Cardiff Rugby Community Foundation. As I say, we all got our little roles on and off the pitch, um, so it's that real sort of team spirit, and that's just like any other rugby club in any other format of the game. Um, it's just a really sort of close bunch of people who play rugby. We just happen to see a little bit differently. If you could kind of sum up what it means to be able to carry on playing rugby. Uh, Yeah, it means uh, a hell of a lot because when I lost my sight, it was kind of just assumed, like with a lot of other things in my life, that rugby was was over. Um, So just to be given the opportunity by a a region who meaningfully and physically have embedded visually impaired rugby and other disability sports into the region, it just means, you know, so much to us on and off the pitch. Um, It means, you know, that we actually belong to a club just like any other player, be it in the academy or the elite first team or the women's team. Um, We just feel, you know, that sense of belonging. It's a real special feeling. And you've got um, a range of different levels and, and experience within the game here, within the team. Yes, we have, yeah. Um, so we've got a different range of uh, sight conditions and a different le- range of people's ability to see from very, very limited. Myself, I've got about 10, 15% vision left and that's it. Others may have a little more, but even some of the eye conditions, you know, the light really makes a difference. So it's a real mixture of, of sight conditions. Uh, in terms of playing ability, we've got people who've played um, academy rugby with Bristol Bears. I played to a 
high standard myself before I lost my sight. And then we've got other guys who just sort of really got back into the game or playing it for the first time. Um, and that's what's beautiful about the game. Everybody's welcome, regardless of their sight condition. There's literally a jersey for all in our team. Can you um, briefly sum up some of the adaptations to in order to make it possible to play rugby? Yeah, well, actually, the beauty of visually impaired rugby is that it's very, very close to the, the to the mainstream game. It's touch rugby. It's non-contact. The ball that we use is just a real bright yellow. Just helps you know to, for us to see it a bit sooner. And that is about it, really. There's no lineouts and uh, scrums are passive. Everything else is exactly the same. We want a level playing field, and we're as close to that as we possibly can be. There was an inclusive festival recently so other teams as well um, from the region and further afield got to play, got to experience VR rugby and I mean what are the hopes now for you to grow as a team? For next season we're going to look to really sort of recruit um, a, a number more of more players and um, that's the big thing is player recruitment so if anybody does uh, you know, want to find out more please get in touch with Cardiff Rugby Community Foundation or our Twitter page Cardiff Rugby um, VI yeah just to really grow it here in Cardiff but also we really want the other regions to start forming their teams you know the Ospreys are in that process it'd be great to get a team up north as well and you know we're here for players in in the Dragons region come along you know forget regional boundaries if you've got a vision impairment you want to play rugby just get in touch all the best the future thank you very much so that's it from this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast plenty of variety to say the least much more next week but until then goodbye